Welcome in everybody, Nerdicons. We're back, episode 28. I am your host, Russell. We're back again this week, talking all things nerd. With me, as always, is is Spider-Man's best friend. I, that's so terrible. Uh, Carl, say hi to everybody. So if I was Spider-Man's best friend, you're saying, you'd be saying I'm Harry Osborn, who eventually turns into a Green Goblin? That's mean. Or if you're the MCU, you're Ned. Or Ned. You're the guy in the chair. Hey, I'm not. Never mind. <laughs> he doesn't. He turn into Hobgoblin. Um. In the comics, yes. In the comics, not that, not that Ned. Ganky, actually, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Is the the kid that plays Ned in the movies looks exactly like Miles' best friend in the comics, who's called Ganky. No. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people actually have referenced that the MCU Spider-Man universe is a, is essentially Miles Morales' universe, but they put Peter Parker in it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the Ultimate Universe, because it's from the Ultimate Comics. Peter right. Parker was there and died. He was Spider-Man and died. Mm-hmm. And then Miles, um, Miles took over. And yeah, they're kind of like they're like cherry picking. Like from like six one six and ultimate, it's definitely more based on all. Uh, I, I think that whole MCU is more based on the ultimate universe than it is on the six one six. Right. But and, and joining us this week, the a, a third voice again this week, a new get well new guest. If you listen to our Transformers nineteen eighty six review, you, you'll recognize him. Our good friend Damien is back with us today. Say hi to the the people, Damien, and we hey, everybody. welcome, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for me to be back, uh, you know, talking about something that I once thought was dead for me, which was nerd culture, and then over the last maybe month and a half, that's kind of been making a slow comeback in my life. So I'm glad we, to be back. We you see have- you rocking the Deadpool shirt. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I actually wore this shirt to my first Comic Con about. Five years ago, and it was a big hit with people. So well, I, I like the fact that it's a not it's a uh, it's a parody of the Alex Ross Mad Love Joker Harley Quinn. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, we had so much fun with Damien on that Transformers episode. We wanted to bring him back for another episode. Um, this one, this time a regular episode, not a special episode. So he's gonna we're gonna get his take on all the topics we discussed tonight. Um, there's been some news dropping and we, we've got some, some news that broke before we went on the air. Well, before we started recording, I'm not talking like we're actually like on the air, but a couple hours before we, 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 we got on and I don't know if Damien knows about this, this news. So we might be breaking it to him right away. But first we want to get into some of our collecting news that we, we, we usually talk about on this. And another reason I wanted to bring Damien on was after our Transformers episode, we had a fantastic conversation mm-hmm. with both Damien and Rob about one six scale collecting mm-hmm. that Damien didn't even know was a thing. And now mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're opened his world up to this thing called hot toys. Um, and, and honestly with one six scale, as many of you know, once hot toys is, a tip of the iceberg on some of the, the stuff. There's so many third parties. Um, 
we don't really talk about a lot of them. We focus mainly on the Hot Toys because Hot Toys has the property licenses for for the toys that we, you know, the prop the IPs that we tend to gravitate towards. And a few months back, or about a month back, I think, was it last month, Carl, where they dropped Miles and the Death Trooper from the Mandalorian? Yes. But it was about a month back they dropped Miles Morales from uh, into the Spider-Verse. And I, I, I figure this is only appropriate with Damien here with us to, to talk about the Miles and Gwen, Stacy, mm-hmm. which they announced last week. In um, <laughs> and Carl is now scrolling through all of these posts from the Facebook page. There we go. <laughs> Damien's like, whoa, look at all this stuff. Basically. Throwing all this awesome stuff, but I've pre-ordered both the Miles and the G- Spider Gwen, which mm-hmm. Spider Gwen has sold out in a matter of like hours on Big Bad Toy Store. They have sold out of their allotment. There's still plenty of Miles there, but if you're interested in pre-ordering these without a deposit, we have. Uh, on Sideshow, Sideshow has both Gwen and Miles for no deposit you can pre-order, which I've done both. So hopefully they don't come at me and charge me the whole full $500 for both of these figures at one time. And I get some sort of warning. Um, but Damien, being being just newly exposed to Hot Toys, yes. What are I, I, I want to know what your thoughts are on this Miles Morales figure. Okay, so... Number one, uh, I come from a background of traditionally just buying Funko Pops or the Hikari's Funkos uh, from yesteryear, as I like to call it. But I never got into the one-sixth scale. Uh, I've seen them at multiple you know, places, Toy Tokyo in New York, Forbidden Planet, Comic-Con. But looking at this Miles Morales and looking at how detailed, especially when we brought up the price – for instance, I'm looking at the Jordans he's wearing right now in the photo. Yeah. Those legitimately look like Jordan sneakers. And they push off. Yeah, they, they really do. Holy <laughs> crap. And then you see the jacket with the shorts, and he has his spray-painted Spider-Man undershirt with the mask hat. Look, people, if you're looking at this from a from an eye perspective of how detailed can they make these kinds of scaled figures, um, very. It's kind of bordering on porcelain doll creepy how accurate these things are, <laughs> uh, because I have my own things against porcelain dolls. But I think most sane people do. They're so creepy, but oh, yeah. this is this is not creepy. This is something that if you are into ner- look how detailed the face is. Just it's looked like it's straight ripped from the Spider Verse film. I was talking off air before we started recording about the way a lot of these figures are posed. Yeah. If you're into highly detailed, and I'm not saying just, oh, I have a Spider-Man figure, whatever. I have figure A just to say I have it. If you're into highly detailed craftsmanship, yes, you're going to pay a little bit of a pretty penny for it. But if you want it for just for show or for go in terms of resale value, these are one of those things, especially now with, you know, the card market making a bigger right. comeback. For instance, now I'm looking how detailed the costume is with the rivets and the and, and the indentations 
and the the ribbed webbing motif on the actual cost. Holy crap, man! This is almost watching Antiques Roadshow, but better. When you, <laughs> when, you when you see all these little you know these little nuanced things that just enhance a figurine. And I know last week off air we had this long conversation about this, but once COVID is over and I can go back to making a sustainable income source, uh, yeah, I might have to look into these a little bit. Look at the eyebrows! Like, come on, man! This is <laughs> this is this is basically a collector's wet dream, and I'm yeah, I'm all about it. Now the miles, I I I'm Carl. Have you pre-ordered this yet? No. You, you I want to. I mean, look, you get. One, two, three, four, four sets. Well, besides the stock ones, four sets of interchangeable eyes. See, I didn't know and, that. Looking at it now, wow. Okay, so that's a lot more value than even I thought. Okay. That you know the the backdrop is amazing. Yeah, you get his little stickers that say "I am Miles" and Spider Man, and in the the cost the the Spider Man Halloween costume he bought, all the web lines, all the like how many. Sets of hands, uh, masked head sculpt, half masked head sculpt, unmasked head sculpt. You get his sweatpants, his jacket, his hoodie, a t-shirt. And there's, oh, there's so much different combinations you could do of it too. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. We've come a long way from Mr. Potato Head. We have. And good. And. And the Gwen, the Spider Gwen, is just as I mean. Carl's gonna pull that picture up now. I, I've pre-ordered this again. These are both all no no deposit required at, at Sideshow, which is almost unheard of. But I, I mean, you can you can, I mean, I I don't even know where to start with this. Okay, thing. so I'm again looking at this from the eyes of a of a newbie here. I'm noticing just her ballet shoes are highly detailed than than regular shoes on any figure have any right to be. Uh, I don't know if Peter Porker is included in that, but that would be cool. Okay, that's even better. Again, he, the the detailed on the ribbing, uh, on the costume, just the, the 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 lines look very clean and crisp. It doesn't look as if it was mass produced in a a shoddy factory. It looks really well done. Her hair, I mean, wow. They even got the hair, the actual faded side of the head haircut down. Wow, okay. I'm, I'm glad they decided to go with sculpted hair on this one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they have gone rooted hair on a lot of stuff. Um, like Wonder Woman and uh, Black Widow from Infinity War both have rooted hair, and I'm not a big fan of that. I know – there, it's one of those debates. It's like sculpted hair versus rooted hair, sculpted hair versus rooted hair. And it's like, oh, come on. We all know sculpt is better. And Can you break I, that down for someone like me who doesn't know the difference? Sculpted hair would be her hair is plastic. Got there, it. You, you cannot – rooted hair is like a Barbie doll. Barbies have rooted hair. Mm-hmm. Um, this is – this is you can see is sculpted hair, which Carl and I have, have talked many times about how WWE – and whoever is leaving money on the table by not doing wrestling six scale figures. But if you were to take somebody like a Roman Reigns, the debate would now become, do you go with rooted hair with this guy or do you go with sculpted hair? If you go with the sculpted hair, especially with long hair characters, you lose a lot of the head mobility. 
Okay. The hair is sculpted and it, it, it doesn't bend and move a lot. With okay. rooted hair, it does look like a in some cases it can look like a Barbie doll. Um, I don't know if Carl has any pictures of a rooted hair uh, figure. I'm sure I could find one, but it's on here. They, they can look very dollish and take mm. away from the figure in my opinion. But I, I look at the spider Gwen and she's got short enough hair where sculpted hair. It really doesn't matter. Right. You're going to be able to pose that head. Plus you have the interchangeable spider head or ghost spider head. And I, I'm, I'm looking four. forward. To the, I'm re- looking at these figures. I'm glad I have a over a year to wait for them. Okay, that's not then. That's a good worthwhile investment then. If it's right, a, a year off. Yeah, Ju- July 2021 is the earliest they'll come out. I mean, look at the detail in the cell phone. It's a selfie picture of her and Miles. If you look closely, right? Yeah, on the like on her iPhone. Mm-hmm. And she comes with a makeup compact. Uh, she doesn't have as many as accessories as Miles, but she's still got thing. She's coming up. She's coming with Spider Ham. So I think you can only move his head, but I don't think he's very poseable. Dude, still so he's a one six Spider Ham. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing we see, I think this is going to be a three figure line. Let me see if I can find. I think we're going to see Peter B. Parker come here too. But okay. I think. That's going to be the extent of that that line from Hot Toys. Um, I wouldn't it, mind seeing a Kingpin. That would be a massive figure. <laughs> it would be cool, though. Based on how, how large that thing was, he was okay. in the movie. Here we go. Yeah, there's... there's, there's I a, see what you mean. Okay. That's rooted hair. Okay. That doesn't now, even look like Wonder Woman, to be quite honest, but okay. Yeah, the yeah. face sculpt's been kind of off on a lot of the Wonder Woman figures. Um, I don't know why Gal has such a heart. That's the Val Kilmer. That's, that's pretty good. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> but the face sculpt has been kind of off on a lot of the uh, Gal figures. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very all they've. I think they released four of them, Carl, and they've all had different face sculpts. That Batgirl's really good too. Yeah, that's from the Arkham game. And this is all from Hot Toys. Yeah, these are Hot Toys, yeah. Goodness. They they have a video game line. They have a movie masterpiece line. They have a TV masterpiece line. And I I think... um, Where are they based out of? Hong Hong Kong. Kong. Figures. These are cost babies. They're like... They're like Hot Toys equivalent of Funko Pops, just uh, I think much better made, and they're a little bit pricier. But are they posable? No, no. Okay. Um, the thing is, I think with some of the licensing, like the DC ones, their heads can move, but the Marvel ones, their bobbleheads. And see, here's the Captain Marvel. This Captain Marvel has sculpted hair. Okay. So you can see where the, but because she has interchangeable heads, I think going with the sculpted hair is a reason. Like the Black Widow and the Wonder Woman's don't have a lot of interchangeable heads, whereas this Captain Marvel has an interchangeable head. So I think that's why they chose to go with the sculpted hair. Okay. On her, but I mean, as you can see, they're, you know, this is a likeness of a real human being, and yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, they even make her eyes look wet. That's really I mean, that's good. A, yeah, that's the kind of detail they put yeah. into. I can see why people are, you know, pre-ordering a year out for a lot of this stuff because the craftsmanship that goes into it, you know, yeah. you're going to get a good product. And for for most most of the besides Gal Gadot, that's the only one that I think doesn't. But most of them are uncanny, like the likenesses. Yeah, I've I've seen a couple comic book sites who have posted pictures of you know Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And it's been a hot toy, a picture of a hot toy. Interesting. And I'm like, that's not from the show. That's 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 a hot toy promotional photo of a toy. Right. And yeah, here, this Henry, I the they Henry have Cavill. done a fantastic job with all their Superman hot toys from all three movies. That's really good. It. Wow. it I love mine. I have I have the BVS one. And Y'all are trying to make me lose my wallet at this point. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. Well, I, I mean, I'll tell you this. Look, I was very hesitant to get into Hot Toys because I'm one of those completionists Yes. in my collection. And I'm just like – I got to a point with the six-inch action figures where I'm just like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I'm spending so much money. And I started looking at Hot Toys, and I was like, you know – I think I would hold off on a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. if I started getting these. And, you know, I buy one hot toy. That would be like two waves of figures that you could buy. Yeah. Uh, uh, $20. That that, that Momoa's. And this Thanos has got. Oh, that Thanos is. Ooh. Now, Thanos is a little more pricey. Thanos is going to run you close to 500. Okay. He's a big figure. He's a big boy. But they just I mean, said movie poses. That's cool. Again, whoever poses them are taking it directly <laughs> from the movie, which is badass. Because I've seen Endgame so many times during quarantine. I yeah. I can't even begin to tell you the amount of times I've seen it. But I got I got to the point where I was like, you know, and I thought I I got I got a little crazy there at first. I, you know, I've been collecting hot toys for what what do you say about November, Carl? Last year, maybe October. Mm-hmm. Um. And I've only gotten six of them, and mm-hmm. I've only gotten one for retail. The rest have been under retail. And I just – I thought I would go hog wild, but I think the prices hold me back. And, like, I this this Captain America is fantastic. Now, if he's a six-inch figure, I'm buying it, and I'm like, why do I need this? Right. You know, I've evolved as a collector to say, what do I need? What do I want? I don't need any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. What do I want? You know, I loved Endgame. I loved all the figures. I'm not going to go out there and get all those figures that they're coming out, that they're supposedly coming out with, which you, you know, and then, you know, this advanced, this upgraded suit from Spider-Man Far From Home. It's like, how, how I got my Cavill. I don't need another one. I, okay. I got, so it, it's been for me as somebody who had, you know. Who oh, is, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's an actual Patriot one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Okay, for, I know people can't see it, but I'm looking <laughs> at a, a, a true-to-life Don Cheadle 
looking James Rhodes in the Iron Patriot armor. And I literally thought it was the actual movie photo. Right. So. And and guys, I will be posting pictures of this stuff we're talking about on the Twitter. And Carl will be posting them on the Instagram so you guys can see them. It, It just. And here's the thing. Trying to find more photos of that one because, like, they'll have pre-production and then yeah. Sometimes they gotta wait for approval on the face sculpts. Oh, here's from the video game. Oh, oh, oh! The Iron Spider one looks really good. Wow. Yeah, they don't they don't have the uh, comic book license to do six six scale figures for them. Okay. But what they the way they've gotten around it is that Spider-Man video game that came out about two or three years ago. From PS all the PS4. different yeah the PS4 game mm-hmm. has all the different suits. Smart. So they've started putting it now that Bespin Leia that that one's ridiculous how good that looks. I've 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 listened to a lot of reviews and watched. Oh, that's a, lot a good of, one. Yeah, it's and it's a very inexpensive one too. It's one of the cheaper Hot Toys. And I, I, I just can't. I, they blow me away. A lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they released a Christopher Reeve from years ago, when they, and it, it still holds up to this day. And I'm trying to find a um, an Iron Patriot. Oh, this is one Russ has on pre-order. Oh yeah, I have this one on pre-order. I can't wait. I got both of those on pre-order. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, they they've gone all in on the Mandalorian. We've gotten how many? We've gotten a number of figures from that one. Just the armor detail is amazing. Yeah, we've we've gotten a episodes one and two Mandalorian. We've gotten this guy, the heavy infantry Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. We've gotten an IG eleven. We've gotten an incinerator trooper, a death trooper, a remnant stormtrooper. Um, what else am I missing, Carl? A, a Beskar Mando with with yeah, child. They just child. Announced, they just announced a Scout Trooper with another child figure, and I think that's it for right now. And I did say the Death Trooper. We've gotten about you eight did. figures, mm-hmm. and I, I'm expect I'm expecting a Cara Dune, but we haven't gotten one of those yet. So I don't know if Carano's being um, – if they're holding on to it or if they're um, just waiting to get approval from her or what. But I, I'm surprised that hasn't come out. But something else we got a lot of this week is we got some announcements from Hot Toys. Being May the 4th, a lot of – a lot of there, there's, there were some other announcements – they're doing a fan vote for Hasbro for the next uh, to reissue a figure, mm-hmm. which I'm just like, oh yeah, thank you for reissuing a figure. But Hot Toys announced three things. The first thing they announced was a reissue of the Empire Strikes Back Darth Vader, which sold out around Christmas time last year. The difference in this Vader, he's the same price. The difference is the box is going to be completely different. Hot Toys is going with a window box for this Vader, and it it is it is uh, issued as as a as a 40th anniversary for the Empire Strikes Back figure. And 
lightsaber lights up. Everything's the same, but this does give you a second chance to get the Vader. And if you're not overly concerned with the, uh, I guess if hot toys had existed 40 years ago, uh, a, a retro box, a lot of hot toys, um, collectors are not too keen on this because they're like, Oh, we've already gotten this figure. We've already gotten this figure and I don't need that box. But for somebody like me who missed out on that figure, because at the time I was, you know, sweating buying a $200 figure, much less a $280 figure. Right. This is the, the issue for me right now is this comes out in, in July and I've got some things I need to get before that. Oh, <laughs> like in two months, July. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say 2021. No, July 2020. They're oh. getting these out. But the other announcement, which was met with a, a – I would say a tepid response too. Wouldn't you say, Carl? Mm. Was Is a retro-colored Boba Fett. Because it's like the – upteenth repaint of boba fett they did right because they have the they have the christmas special colored right one and then they have the prototype yep and then they have uh empire strikes back empire strikes back return and they have the return jedi. of the jedi and the deluxe yeah the, 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 the deluxe which i have is both jedi and um it allows empire. you to between the two looks which I'm like, okay, I'm okay with this. But this is the vintage toy. He looks Colored. like vintage toy colors. Not not the prototype, not the animated series, but the toy that you would send away for, excuse me, I can't remember what they call it. They, they featured it on the Star Wars episode of the toys. That oh, made. the rocket firing Boba Fett. The rocket fire Boba Fett. See, this is what I would remember from my childhood of Boba Fett. Like mm-hmm. this, this look, this detail. Uh, this reminds me of if you're a child during, like, let's say the 80s, and someone gifts you this, you're thinking, eh, it, it, it's okay because it looks dated. But for someone of our age bracket who remembers the first movie. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. For me. This, oh, this yeah. is amazing. This was the toy I had as a kid. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I that's, mean, my, that's one of my favorite figures. I, I had the Empire I, Strikes Back Boba Fett with these I, colors. That was my favorite figure. I mean, these colors pop on this figure. And, you know, the movie accurate version is movie accurate. But I don't know. I, I'm contemplating getting rid of my movie accurate version to get this one. <laughs> Because I, 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 this is my Boba Fett. This is the Boba Fett I remember. You know, I, I'm big into those vintage collect, you know, I I like the modern take on the vintage is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. This is like, I mean, they even made a 12 inch vintage Boba Fett figure in the same colors. It just didn't have the articulation, but it it was all plastic because I had that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, this would be like the modern take on that. Really, think about it. Yeah, and this, I, I'm, I mean, this is a sideshow exclusive. You can only get this on sideshow. So the color schematic, I don't know if, if you guys would make the parallel as well. It reminds me of Metalhead from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the color schematic, because it's yeah. the same faded, weird yellow with like an off gray green kind of kind yes. of mix. 
Uh, I don't know if on his, I'm going to say his crotch area, if that's a, 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 a flaw or is that just how it's drawn? You see that little silver, the silver oh, speck yeah. on his crotch area? Is that like a paint flaw or is that so like think, that on purpose? No, no it's like, like that on purpose. Oh, wow. Okay, so they're even putting in the imperfections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's is like, cool. It's actually slightly toned down from the mo- the one uh, Russ has, the movie accurate one. Mm-hmm. Like that has all the weathering on it. Yeah. Like It has the faded. I, I, let me see if I can. And I want to apologize to the audience. This is, you know, partially my fault because I have never seen things like this. So I am just geeking out just being able to see this, let alone, you know, having Russell and Carl walk me through this. Yeah, I mean, this figure is basically a repaint of what I'm holding up in my camera right now. Okay. And my camera is, you can see he's not as. No, but I get get why you like this one too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean. I would I, I the way I, the way I have him posed I can't really but they, you can kind of see the he's yeah. got he's got the thing you were talking about on the crotch or yeah I'm gonna say crotch I don't care but but cod I mean piece. yeah cod Sorry, it was piece. the best it was the best word I could come up with so well, that's why I just well, but you look at you look at the bottom it's even got his knives oh that's yeah all his tools and stuff yeah all his tools and stuff and then his cape and. The rocket pack. See, this is the Empire Strike. I've got the Empire Strikes Back version up. Mm-hmm. Which is my the, favorite version of Boba Fett. Even even the details in the helmet. The helmet. Mm-hmm. So I I I'm contemplating keeping this one and getting the getting the retro one too. But the thing is, I'm not that big a fan of Boba Fett. I like Boba Fett. I'm just not like, oh my gosh, Boba Fett's my dude. You know, that's that's the thing. I'm I'm, you know, his his guns and his holsters and. I think See, you Boba know Fett. by now which one you want. It's a matter of just, you know. See, Boba, Boba Fett is my dude mm-hmm. from Star Wars. I just don't have any Star Wars stuff because I can't open that door. You know what I mean? I got, I have to I have to stay kind of like within my wheelhouse. Like getting another property to start collecting would be. But, but I I know what Damien's saying is is the coloring on on the on the vintage Boba Fett looks very cell shaded. Yes. It looks yeah. like the the turtles, the Ninja Turtles, the the Neca line that's out at Target. If you if you can, I, I've I've got them over here, but they're they're very cell shaded. They look like they pop off a cartoon screen. Exactly. Where that Boba Fett looks like, okay, if there was a cartoon version today of Boba Fett and he was cell shaded, I I I you know I I really like the vintage and I think, you know I. I had this conversation with Carl is I, I saw a lot of on, especially May the 4th was Monday, correct? Yes. yes. I saw a lot of posts Monday and Tuesday about, I don't need another Boba Fett. This is just a repaint. And, and it is a repaint, but I don't need another Boba Fett. I don't need another Boba Fett. I don't need another Darth Vader. Give me Bespin Han. Give me this. A lot of hot toys collectors want their um, movie accuracy. They want their their figures to look like they jumped off a movie screen, which you saw with, you know, with their announcement. With, with the Han Solos were announced last week because they're finally releasing Han Solo figures from the Solo movie. <laughs> After all this time, Go but figure. those have already sold out. Um, so 
but I, I just I, I I like something and I think that's where I'm getting with my age. You know, I'll be forty one this year. Yeah, this is the one you're talking about. Yep. And I just want something that reminds me of my childhood. Well, nostalgia is a big thing, you yeah. know. Uh, that's that's who most of the collectors are, nostalgic-seeking individuals like us who are just like, oh, remember a simpler time. Well, that's why for me, seeing this new version of Han Solo, even though it's from the movie, it doesn't make me want to go buy it because I'm too old for that, I guess, is the best way to kind of phrase that. Um, right. It's not my Han Solo, you know what I mean? So detailed as hell. You got the two Hans meeting each other in a picture right now, which is kind of freaky, but I wouldn't mind seeing some weird time travel paradox. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, you know, I think that's why I've super sevens releasing a line of Thundercats toys that look like they're jumping off, off this cartoon screen. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and that's why I've been so adamant about getting these turtles figures from target. And I don't know. I just, I enjoy it. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what um, what else, especially now that Hot Toys also announced that they are releasing Clone Wars figures from the oh. animated series, which I think was a big deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were hoping for when they announced the Miles, and that's what I was trying to get at with the Miles. But we got you guys got talking about uh, Spider-Man. MCU, so I thought it was only appropriate that we start talking about Miles and Gwen. But I so just, right now people can't see, but Carl is showing us the uh, Thundercats Super Seven line, and this is my first viewing of it. And as a, <laughs> as an '80s kid, I'm already to, I'm already looking for ways to try to find money for this. I don't I don't know. Uh, it, wow, these are a lot cheaper. Than hot toys. <laughs> uh, they're they're much much cheaper, and I have the first wave on pre-order. Oh, they're not even out yet. No, they're not out yet. They've announced three waves. The Tigra and Mumra is wave two. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's wave two right there with Mumra, Groom, Myra, and Tigra. Um. Mumra's enormous. He is a massive figure. There's wave three okay. with Jaga, Chitara, Slythe, and the pirate. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I'm probably going to sell the pirate. I don't need him. <laughs> and then wave one, eh, yeah, that's wave one right okay, there. Okay, so wave one for me is already a win because we have Panthro, Lion-O, and Decrepid, Mumra, Oh, yeah, all four of those are keepers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, Jackal Man looks good, too, but... Shoot, give me those other three. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good to go. I mean, you've got... Once you get Wave 3 at the end of this year... Is it... No, it's beginning of next year, when Wave 3 hits. With these Thundercats, you've got the four main Thundercats. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... Gar- I, 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 will get, I will bet money... Monkeyan and the Thunder Kittens will be in Wave Four. It's my guess. As to who else is in Wave Four, I don't know. 
Okay, so uh, now I even see. Well, I don't know if it's from series uh, series seven, but the ones from the Cartoon Network series. Oh, that's, that's an old toy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the old toys. Yeah. But those but, original Thundercats look like they are taken straight from the television show, which oh, yeah. is amazing. Oh, and that's that's the Funko He-Man Savage World figures that they released a few years okay. ago. Which Look, I've got it. <laughs> Carl made fun of me when I got these, but I got these on sale at GameStop. Look, if you got I'm them on not. sale, then it's fine. As long as you didn't pay retail, you're fine. Yeah. Those are really good. <laughs> yeah. Super. I've I've bashed Super Seven for being overpriced plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, because those figures are like almost. They're pretty pretty expensive per pop, but you get a lot of stuff. And I debated, I debated with these Thundercats. I debated on the Super Seven versus the Iron Studios statues, the diorama statue. And then I did the math as to how much those those diorama statues were going to cost me all together. And I'm like, hmm, do I go with six, seven six to six, there's seven some six or seven inches. Like that Mumra is, I think, eight inches tall. He might be seven, but he's enormous. Um, well, he calls him Mumra too. Okay, that's even better. Yeah, he's eight. In- yeah, he's eight inches tall. Shoot. <laughs> so I debated on going with these six to seven inch figures that I can that that will fit well with the um with uh my cell shaded Ninja Turtle NECA line Ninja Turtles. And it'll make for a nice, because I'm starting to think like aesthetically how this is going to look. <laughs> and and so I'm like, okay, I got two cell shaded things versus these stylized. Um, excuse me, I had a hiccup. A stylized um, Iron Studio statues, which should look fantastic, but I'm going to pass on. Well, here's the question: If even if you did get it, aside from you. You know, me and Carl, who's really going to notice the difference? Between the Super 7? And yeah, the, I mean, just Iron having Studios? them for the sake of having them. You know, just, I know that the the look, the aesthetic may not look the same or, or may not fit, but to have them just for the sake of having them. Well, I'm trying to avoid that in my collection now. <laughs> and I felt, well, I did the math. Understood. The Super 7 line's going to cost me less than the Iron Studios line will. The Iron Studios line is uh, Chitara, Panthro, Tigra, Lino, and Snarf, and then the Thunderkittens. It's five statues, and it comes out to about $800. Okay. For And they're only 10th scale, so they're, they're not... They're not as tall. They're not a big statue. They're not like a six-scale statue or anything. Um, the six-inch figures... That that's he's showing you a picture of the child from the man figure. It's fantastic. It doesn't look like a cheap thing of plastic like the Hasbro one. But the Super Seven, uh, you know, I can sell the figures I don't want. There you go. Individually, whereas it's cheaper to buy them all in a in a lot instead of buying them separately. Mm-hmm. That Death Trooper's gonna. I can't wait to get that. 
These are so sleek. I think that's the word that pops out to me above all else is sleek and detailed. Oh, man, that Death Trooper was selling secondhand from Rogue One. He was going for $500. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. The the Scarif Troopers from Rogue One are going for like a th- almost $1,000 almost at one point. Yeah. The Rogue One line of toys from Hot Toys is probably right now one of the most sought-after lines in Hot Toys. Huh. Because they're so hard to find. Mm. They didn't make a lot of them. So you either got them or you didn't. And you, I I mean, you could search eBay right now. You can't find a Jen Urso anywhere because nobody's selling it. Right. And nobody's selling a K2SO. Yet the Hasbro toys sat on the peg sh- on the shelves for months. And that that this Iron Man reissue from Homecoming they reissued it. It was going for twelve, fifteen hundred dollars in the yeah, second market. I sold mine for five, six hundred, and then a week later, it was over a grand. After I sold mine. Now something else, Damien, with it, with this, this is diecast metal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, there, there's also like a like subgroup in Hot Toys where they only collect Iron Man. Like, there's guys that only collect Iron Man, and they're all, like, besides me, the first couple of suits, the rest of them are all die cast, and they, like, especially, um, what was it, House Party Protocol, they made, like, almost every armor. Yeah. All die cast. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I mean, they're, the Hot Toys community is a fantastic community, but you've got your and and that that roadie that you saw earlier, he's also diecast, I believe. Yes. So his his medal will be diecast on him. But yeah, I'm trying to find a better picture of him. There are there is a Star Wars trooper community amongst Hot Toys collectors. There is a Star Wars only community amongst Hot Toys collectors. There's starting to be a a Spider Man only community in Hot Toys. And even in Hot Toys IPs, there's starting to be like little offsets in Hot Toys, the Hot Toys community itself. Okay. Um, like we listened to another podcast who we've been trying to get some of their hosts on for this, but they only collect Star Wars figures. Their goal is to buy Star Wars figures. They don't buy Marvel figures. This is a Neon Tech War Machine. Was that even in the movies or in the comics? No, it's just like a special, a special exclusive. Release? Yeah. That Hot Toys did. Yeah, my friend's got almost all of the neon tech. Aren't there? He, he looks it. a little like a yellow jacket. It, it's very Tron looking. Yeah. I, 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 that's the Mark, is that the Mark 7? I'm thinking it's a quarter scale. Oh no, it's one six. Yeah, the Mark 7's been the most popular one. Okay. Yeah, I got that on pre-order too. That's a fantastic looking figure. I I I I will bash the CW shows till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> but that flash looks amazing. I mean, it does look like they pulled it off of Crisis, so that's yeah. pretty yeah. Okay, Grant Gustafson, good job. <laughs> 
Like they they don't I I think I'm not sure if they have a Grant Gudston head if or if it's just the mast head. Oh, they do. Uh, they just haven't shown it. They can't show it. It's pending actor approval probably. But yeah, I'm I've got that one on pre-order as well. Which by the way, if you want to pre-order the Flash, the CW Flash, no deposit necessary on Hot Toys on on Big Bad Toy Store. But yeah, I mean, we could sit here and talk. We, you know, there there are whole podcasts dedicated to nothing but hot toys and six scale, and there's yeah, there's a quarter scale Vader, which just recently sold out. Oh wow! There's, yeah, YouTube channels dedicated to this stuff where people just review this these things and. I mean, some of the collections, some of these people have, I'm like, how are you not in bankruptcy? (laughs) Nah, I mean, I, I get it. I don't just looking at all these now and I'm thinking how just, yeah. I'm like, what do you people do for a living? Yeah. It's been so hard for me to get out of debt and I'm going to stay out of debt. I really want to find that war machine for Damien. Oh, the the war machine. Yeah. It's a good, oh wait, they, they are doing a Jawa. See, yeah, they, they do other things other than Marvel, DC, and mm-hmm. Star Wars. They don't do a lot, but they do some. Um, I guess if it's popular, that's something they can invest in. I, I saw on Instagram a hot toy sculptor. He sculpted a um a Dwayne head. So oh, I'm this wondering. one's cool. Yeah, the Mysterio is cool, but we never saw the Gyllenhaal head. Has this one been pushed back or canceled yet? I don't know. I think. I mean, this is fantastic cool. audio podcasting, people. We're, we're we're doing such a amazing job here. We are so sorry, guys. <laughs> we are so sorry. Our, our audience is used to this. Our okay. audience has to be used to this by now. But again, I will try to get as many of these pictures up, Carl. We'll try to get them on Twitter and Instagram so you guys can see what we're talking about. Um, but they they've got they they. What was I talking about before the Mysterio came up? But he, oh yeah, a Hot Toy sculptor. He he showed a picture of of basically a new model he was working on, and it was a Dwayne head. So I'm wondering if we might be seeing some Jumanji toys in the future, mm. um, which would be I would jump all over one of those, and I would love for them to do to- if they did six scale Toy Story figures, that would be ridiculous. But yeah, here's the this is this is the war machine that oh, wow. is currently available to buy. It, he is it's diecast. So it's gonna run you about see that's the thing. The diecast figures will run you about four hundred dollars. Okay. But uh I I never knew the what the hype was on Iron Man figures. Until I actually got one in my hand, and they're worth every penny. Like, Wait, usually, was that Spider Punk you just went by? Yeah, I, ha- I actually have this one. Wow. Well done. Got Gruten. I never saw these pictures. Gruten Ghost Rider in the at the <laughs> concert too. I had I had the Ghost Rider. I sold it to a friend. Is that was that a comic Ghost Rider? What was that front Ghost Rider for? Agents of Shield. Shield. Yeah, that's yeah, a Robbie, Robbie Ray. Ray. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. That's cool. Yeah, they these are. I mean, 
I'm trying to find that Iron Patriot one. And then they got me a little bit into prop replicas. Like they have the spider from Spider-Man's chest, that droney. And the, they've the got, they've Nick got some Cage's pager. Gauntlet. Yeah, they have life size, life size Infinity Gauntlet, which is. Oh, this is the quarter scale. I actually had this pre-ordered and then I canceled it because I'm just like, oh, six hundred dollars. Now it's sold out. Yeah. Now you can't pre-order it. Yeah, it's uh, that's. I look. I look at it this way. It's like six hundred dollars. Like that's almost like three figures just for yeah. this one. And as much as I mean, I love Spider-Man. I rather have like three Spider-Man instead of just one giant Spider-Man. Of course. I mean, quarter scales are – that's another level right there. Yeah, well, that and it's room. Where do I put it? Yeah, you only have, have – Detoffs only have so much room. Yeah, I'd have to get a special shelf, like, cutout made, like. <laughs> so now Damien's, like, looking at his bank account and going, okay, what can I Yeah, get? see, see here, yeah. here's a comic book loophole is – the mobile game conscious champions mm-hmm. and they they'll make some kind of stuff that happened in a comic or game, like this venom venom pool Jeez. this figure is big as hell too it looks large yeah yeah it's massive ah well i didn't want to do that damn it's fine. You can show me the roadie after the episode, cause it's all right. It's all right. We 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 need to we need to get on with some some more topics. Um, that's the hot toys again. We will we will put some of the stuff out. Like again, we 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 talked about the um the scout trooper yesterday with a different face sculpt on the baby Yoda to get people to buy more of their stuff. But we um. Something I wanted to talk about, since we've been talking about Star Wars and May the 4th, is the big announcement that came down before a couple hours ago that is – I can't pronounce his name, and I do apologize. Tamora Morrison has been cast in The Mandalorian Season 2 as Carl. You want to tell the people who he's cast as? Boba Fett. Boba Fett where? Boba Fett. <laughs> So, we are we are officially getting Boba Fett in season two of The Mandalorian. Huh. It's awesome. I didn't yeah. think they would pull the trigger this early on it, to be quite honest. Uh, my shock is coming from the fact that they're announcing this. Mm. I said the same thing when they cast Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. I'm like, why are you announcing this? Let it be a surprise. But I guess with with everybody being in quarantine and needing something to look forward to. They need good news. Dave Filoni and John Favreau have decided let's just ruin well, I, 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 I can't imagine what they have in store for us as a surprise this season. Because they did such a good job about keeping Baby Yoda a secret. Mm-hmm in the first season and then they did such a good job in keeping the dark saber a secret at the end and now we you know we're getting Ahsoka Tano we're getting Boba Fett um uh Giancarlo Esposito has come forward and said 
hey, you're going to get some pretty awesome lightsaber battles <coughs> with me and the Darksaber. And I'm like, why are you telling me all this? <laughs> you have the reason for you to get so amped up and excited. That's the reason they're telling you this. I, and and there's also rumors that Captain Rex will be on the show. Um, there was some somebody said that this was concept art from The Mandalorian season two, and it had the Dergs. It was two Dergs mm-hmm. or Dubacks. I'm not sure which. But one had Ahsoka on it, and one had it looked like Rex. So I'm wondering, are we going to get some more Rebels characters in this? Um, with the dark saber, I know you have to a- open the question up to, are we going to see? I don't. Did you watch Rebels, Damien? Do you? I did not know. Okay, I I'm wondering with the dark saber being opened up, are we going to get Sabine Wren, who was the Mandalorian on Rebels show? Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch the, you watched the Mandalorian I'm halfway through I, I was a okay. late comer to it I, I resisted as much as social media was talking <laughs> about the child every five seconds but last week I watched the first five episodes or four episodes and okay. I'm more had... interested in their, in their culture more so than the child that's my right. thing have you gotten to the Ming-Na episode no not yet okay so I won't I won't spoil that for you, but there's a there's an Easter egg in there where many people were like, is that Boba Fett? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I don't know if how up to date on the Clone Wars you are. I may have just completely ruined the end of the season for you. It's okay. <laughs> I'm talking I, I about the dark saber, and I apologize. I will I, still watch it as if I'm seeing it for the first time. It's quite fine. I'll tell you this when when. Esposito comes on the screen. He has very limited screen time in this mm-hmm. season. You are enthralled by his character. I'm not surprised. Um, the the last two episodes are two of the best. The Taika directed episode is, you know, the last two episodes of the season. They're they're two of the best. So we've gotten all that. Mm-hmm. Um. Season two will feature a uh, professional wrestler, Sasha Banks, which we talked about on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we have Boba Fett. Now we have Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Dave Filoni has been. Uh, I, I have not seen the last season of the Clone Wars, but many people have. Carl, you, you, you've been very quiet in this. Well, Carl's just been like inundating me with all of <laughs> hot toys this whole episode by doing a, a screen He's share. He's distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is Carl's way of subliminally telling me, you will buy, you will buy, you will buy. You will buy, but your wallet will hate you. <laughs> like, it's a game. It's like a door that's like. It's a door uh, I want to keep closed, but it's going to be difficult to keep closed. Yeah, like if you think, oh, I could just crack it open once in a while. No, go back up. Show them the life size. Um, show them the life size uh, Infinity Gauntlet that Josh Brolin's wearing. Whoa! <laughs> just so you see how big of a thing they make. As big as his arm. Yeah, they 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 go life size on you. Mm. But Carl, mm. you're he's your dude, Boba Fett. Does this make you more excited for season two, or are you like, let him, let him be in Jedi? Um, I'm at 12 o'clock, man. 
You're at 12 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest with you, you know, I mean, one, anybody that says, well, like, oh, that's not canon anymore that he survived. I'm like, he survived. <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, Jeremy Bullock will always be my Boba Fett, but I'll take him. I'll take I'll take uh, the New Zealander. Yeah, oh. and I mean, Lucas did go back in and overdub Morrison's voice. Yeah, he did. He did. When he, went I, and he did. I always liked Neither the original Boba Fett's voice better, though. I did too. He I, always sounded more like Clint Eastwood, like, "What if he doesn't survive? He's worth <laughs> a lot to me." Like, I like that a lot better than. What if he doesn't survive? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I, I, do, I do wonder if we're getting him in a dual role. Well, I mean, if they're going to have uh, Rex or Cody or whatever in it, I mean, yeah. I, I, would, I would hope so. Rex, did you watch Clone Wars cartoon, Damien? Rex was, Captain Rex was the clone captain who served under Anakin Skywalker. Okay. And Ahsoka Tano. Yes. Um. He found, and they 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 talked about it. Spoiler alert, people! I I already know what happens in in the Clone Wars season the season seven. And if you don't want to hear this, fast forward a little bit. But apparently, he found a way. He he figured out he had the chip in his head for Order sixty six, and he found a way to fight it. And that's part of the the storyline in season seven. Mm-hmm. Like the last two episodes of season seven of the Clone Wars parallels Revenge of the Sith. Okay. You're finding out what's happening with Ahsoka <coughs> and Rex while Revenge of the Sith is going on. Okay. And because Rex showed up in Rebels as an old man. And so Ahsoka also showed up in Rebels. Basically, Ahsoka and Rex are the two most popular non-movie Star Wars characters. Is that fair to say, Carl? Would you say that? What is that again? How did you describe it? I said Ahsoka and Rex are two of the most popular, if not the most popular, non-movie characters. Oh, for sure. Okay. Definitely. Well, it's, and it, which is funny is because Ahsoka, when they, for, when she first created her, was hated. Oh, yeah. Hated. And then fans grew to love her till now where she's like one of the favorite people's favorite character. Like when, when they announce her hot toy and they will, because they, I think they'll make a season two Rosario one and they'll make an animated one. You better be sitting in a waiting room because they will not last long. Not to probably oh, yeah. definitely be will, sitting on sideshow hitting refresh. I mean, five seconds. I mean, you, you see how much the sideshow Rex six scale figures going for. Yeah. On he he's another in high demand because Sideshow does their own line of six scale figures and they did a Rex and he's in high demand. Um, but I'm excited. I'm I'm literally. I mean I, I I always forget when we talk about the Mandalorian season two. Even Michael Bean's gonna be in it. <laughs> oh wow. A uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, he was in Terminator. Oh, I know who he is. Just yeah. I can't remember his character name. In Terminator. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Why did I just draw a complete blank? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, but I'm not yeah. that big of a fan of James Cameron's work. So, uh, but 
you know, John Connor's father is going to be in farther, his father, his father, there's my, uh, Dr. Evil or was that gold member gold member? Yeah. Yeah. It's your gold member contribution to the show. <laughs> so I'm excited. Um, I've Robert Rodriguez is directing an episode of oh, Mandalorian really? season two. Yeah. I didn't read that. Are they having any of the original directors on? I have not seen. I know Taika is not coming back. Oh, that's a shame because he directed like some of the best episodes. But they're giving Taika his own movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Taika Waititi's getting his own movie, so I think it's okay. (laughs) I'm okay with that. I mean, I think Star Wars could use a little organic energy. I was yeah. Say, but, mm-hmm. yeah I, well, I, I like, I like Taika's humor. I think Taika's humor, you'll see it in the final episode. There are some moments where you're just like, this is signature Taika right here. Um, oh yeah. I, I've liked everything he's done. Taika. I mean, and so yeah, the, if he directs the last episode. I forgot. He directs another episode, doesn't he? No, he only directed the last one. Well, it's the last one's like the best episode of the series. Yeah. Like I think, think Filoni directed the penultimate one. It was either uh, Filoni or Dave Filoni or John Favreau. Dave Filoni, for those of you who don't know, created the Clone Wars. Yes. He's basically he was basically George Lucas's right hand man for well, I think years. He, what's her face? Was it Deborah Chow? Deborah Chow did direct two episodes. Yeah, she directed the the second to the last episode. She direct okay, yes, yeah, she direct and she also directed the one with the Mandalorians. Yeah. Where they came out and helped him escape with the child. Yes. Yes, which is another Wait, great episode. And then Bryce Dallas Howard directed one. Wait, what? Yeah, she directed Bryce Dallas Howard directed one? Have you got yeah. to the one where him and Cara Dune helped the village? Yeah. Yeah. That was Bryce Dallas Howard who who directed that. Okay. Yeah, you didn't know she was that good. No. <laughs> no. I I was shocked at it too. I, obviously, oh, I mean, she's got some of her father's talent in that way. I and I can't pronounce his last last name, but he directed the movie Dope. Rick. I can't remember. I can't pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. It's Rick, and his, oh, yeah. his last name starts with an F, but he directed a couple episodes as well. So I'll be interested to see – I mean, with Robert Rodriguez, I think that's a very interesting choice for a Star Wars episode. You get um, some interesting-looking aliens. Well, I, I'm excited because Robert Rodriguez is very good at directing westerns. Right. Mm. He's directed mm. a lot of modern westerns with Desperado and From Dusk Till Dawn, so – the Mandalorian has had that feel to it. So I'll be interested oh, for to see sure. what he brings to it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, Bill Murray's character is also coming back. I got Del, him and Guillermo del Toro confused. Now I know who you're talking about when you said those things. Yeah, no, he'd be perfect for Mandalorian. I'd love to see Antonio Banderas show up in a Star Wars thing. How random <sighs> would that be, though? <laughs> With Robert Rodriguez directing, yeah. So, <laughs> he'd be like... He'd be like a background bounty hunter or something. But no, I am excited because <laughs> I mean Deborah Chow, who directed two fantastic episodes of The Mandalorian, is 
the showrunner on the Obi-Wan series that should be coming out soon. Well, not soon, but... Which is, yeah, like, she, she definitely... Some of the best episodes are from her. So, uh, I'd be excited to see... Um, yeah. But she can do with Obi-Wan. This is a shame that this stuff is getting pushed back because of this virus, because it's like, I want it now. Like, give it to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it, it's fun to listen to, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I really want to get Damien's take on it. How do you feel about seeing Boba Fett? You know, I was never a major Star Wars guy growing up. I think I mentioned this on okay. our first episode, mm. but I grew to like the badass anti-hero characters because of him. Okay. So, you know, we make the correlation to wrestling or, or to comics. You know, the Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, the I do it my own way. I'm not here to be a good guy. I'm just doing it my own way. So, bounty hunters, they have their own code as evidenced by the Mandalorian. Hey, what so, are your thoughts on the Mandalorian? You know what? So far, again, I, I like... I like the mythos. I actually like hearing about the way. Well, it is. This is the way. That's something that's already stuck with me. I've been saying that for a while now. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way that the bounty hunters, or the Mandalorians, the the way they they operate, you know, it's it's almost collective consciousness meets, you know, like, like well, I don't really like you, but. Because we're family, I got to help you out. You know, it's a, right. it's, it's a weird family dynamic. Uh, the village episode threw me off only because I thought it was too early to show a humanistic side aside from him being a father figure. So mm-hmm. it's, okay, great. Yeah. We're going to show him if he would have a life and stay here with a, a single mother. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't tune in to Mandalorian to see <laughs> this kind of stuff. You know, we got that in the real world. I want to see, you know, blasters and fights, but... The dynamic, Carl Weathers, who, I'm not going to lie, I forgot he was in this. So when yeah. I saw it, I scream out, oh, shit, Carl Weathers in this? <laughs> you know, so that just nostalgia, what we talked about earlier about nostalgia, yeah. makes me more interested. And then Gina Carano, who I, I talked about this with one of, uh, one of my other co-hosts on another show, her, from Haywire till now... Her change as an actress, as an action star, she is ready now. She wasn't ready for Haywire. Right. When Soderbergh did that movie and had to redub her lines, she's ready now. So yeah, yeah for sure. Watching I her interact I'm... is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely I, I, agree with you. Like, I, I will... definitely. Sorry, Go ahead, Carl. Sorry. No, I definitely agree with you because her acting chops were below subpar. Right. And, but I mean, she was a fighter, so Haywire was cool to see the fighting. Mm-hmm. Like you know, she can get that done. Deadpool, I was still. She got one or two lines. I was like, oh, she got a little bit better. But that was. But her roles in the Fast and Furious movie she was in, mm-hmm. and the Dead and Deadpool, I think fit what she was at the time. I think that was a better move for her. It's like Dave Batista. You know, mm. early roles like uh, the the gold man with the golden fists or whatever he did that Rizza movie. Oh, that was actually a really good kung fu flick, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and right. but that was that was a role fit for him. He didn't, yeah. you know, when he stepped out in that uh, into the kickbox. I think it was Kickboxer Vengeance, mm-hmm. where he was the main bad guy. It was like I'm like, dude, he's not ready for this. He's not ready for this. And then I think, I think working with James Gunn. Working with a Chris Pratt and a Zoe Saldana on such a 
close level like he did on Guardians, I think he flipped everything and now he's ready to do those those fun little movies like The Rock started out doing, like Tooth Fairy and and you know, those yeah. game plan. Like he's ready to do that stuff, but still come back to the Drax. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not ready to go be the rock yet. No. But I think Carano needed, you know, she was not ready for Haywire. I, I saw that movie. I agree with you. I, I think it was, it was, I think a lot of these fighters, professional wrestlers and fighters, for example, need to not take these lead roles on and build their craft, build their, like, the rock is always going to be an exception to the rule. Right. You cannot follow his, he, he's like an outlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he's just so naturally charismatic. Right. Like you want you want, he just, the, he just. And Damien, Damien, like, Damien and I watched his career. Yeah. His full career. He always garnered a reaction from the crowd, mm-hmm. whether it was they hated him when they were chanting die Rocky die when he was supposed to be a face or he, they love him. And it, it, it wasn't, it came naturally to him. And I think they, they mistook that idea with John Cena. Now John Cena, on the other hand, which I don't know how we got into this talking about Gina Carano, but <laughs> I'm on a little soapbox now. Cena being in those WWE movies, I think he did them because he didn't want to say no. Right. But once he got out, oh, on like the Marine, right. Once he got out on his own and started picking his own roles, he was very smart because he picked smaller roles. Mm-hmm. His role in uh, Trainwreck, yes. his role in uh, Sisters. I think he was the best part of that movie because that movie sucked. <laughs> Dude, he was the best part of that movie. Right, and and then and then and then he branched out a little bit in Blockers. Mm-hmm. which I saw that movie that wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't the focus of it. And so I think my daughter absolutely loves him. She's six, by the way, <laughs> she absolutely loves. I just want to paraphrase that before I say what comes out of my mouth next. She mm-hmm. absolutely loves him in playing with fire. And that's a movie he needed to do. They need to get those goofy movies out of the way. So I'm very interested to see how he does in, um, the, the Fast and Furious movie that we'll see next year from him. Well, he was good in Transformers. He was. Oh, Bumblebee, he was, that's right. Yeah, he was very good in Bumblebee. So I think what you're seeing with Carano is kind of the same evolution. She did Haywire. She wasn't ready for that. So now she goes and does these smaller movies like Fast and Furious, Deadpool. Well, not, I say smaller movies. I meant smaller roles in big movies. roles, man. And, and now she's stepping into something she's more comfortable with. And the fact, too, is she found a very good director in Bryce Dallas Howard and Deborah Chow and Taika who can bring those out. That, that's why I've, I've been very impressed with The Mandalorian's directors more so than I have been. And I've been very impressed with Pedro Pascal as The Mandalorian mm-hmm. because I've, I've likened him a lot of times to a masked wrestler selling in the ring. Because when a masked wrestler's face is covered, he has to sell with his body. He has to sell with his, you know, it's more body. It's 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 a hundred percent body language most of the time, because you can't see their face. Ricky Morton sold with his face. You thought that man was 
dying in the ring. <laughs> Body language in his face told you that. A guy like Rey Mysterio, whose face has been covered most of his career, has his mouth, and then he has his body. And Pedro, Pedro Pascal has done that fantastically on The Mandalorian. I have been enthralled by his physical performance at, in that role, and I don't know how you. F- I, I I draw the line. I draw the the parallel to Lucha Libre wrestling because of that. They are such good. Uh, and when I talk when I talk about selling, it's making the audience believe that you're being within an inch, being beaten with an inch of your life. Right. And I think pa- Pascal's done a great job. I want to hear what Damien has to say about that. So. I agree with you because yeah. one of the things that, that stands out to me about Pedro's performance is not even the way that he deadpan delivers lines because I think that's important. Right. To be very emotionless in the way you deliver the lines as the Mandalorian. But And I'm going to get the, 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 the animal, the beast names wrong. But when the child first uses her force powers right. against that, that ginormous beast – Right. And he and you see Pedro just be resigned to the fact that this is it. Like you know he believes this is it. He's not gonna make it. And then just the slow turn when he looks at the child, like, did he just do that? So to be able to convey that kind of right. emotion without even saying anything, or if you're saying something, it's such a deadpan tone similar to a Batista, where it's delivered so plainly but you're still able to understand and elicit a response. Like you said, to sell the moment, uh, the, the village episode right. where he has reservations about staying. You could tell he's really thinking about, I could actually stay here and be mm-hmm. the village's protector and have a life. You know, even though Gina Carano's character is needling him about really, you're going to pass up a pretty girl and a beautiful village to do <laughs> what, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you could tell, He's and I know down the road and as I continue watching the series, the sacrifices will get bigger for him. But when that first line and when he utters, what are you going to do with it? That is a level of concern mm-hmm. from a character who up until that point could give, you know, he just wants to do his job, make his people proud. And that's it. So yeah. here's an added depth of a layering of depth that you don't have to see his face or his facial reactions. Yeah to understand and it's connectable you can relate to it as, as a regular viewer what he's going through what he's growing with is something you can do in normal non-star warsian life and i think yeah. that not everyone can make fantasy normalized and right. i think that is that is something i'm getting so far from watching the mandalorian yeah i i think there's very few act, another actor i've seen be able to do this act through a mask is ryan reynolds Yes. He did it with mm. the Deadpool movies. And I think that's why so many actors hesitate to put on these masks. Well, you know what? I'll give it to Adam Driver in Force Awakens. He was really good with the mask on, too. Okay. Yeah, he's another one. He's very good, too. I think, I, but I think, I think their acting level, Pedro, Ryan Reynolds, and Adam Driver, I think their acting level is a little higher. I don't, I don't, I never got a lot of emotion from Tobey Maguire. In the Spider-Man, man, which is why oh, they take off of him. So. Uh, you know, I, felt- <laughs> <laughs> I heard Carl in the background. <laughs> I think the most emotive Spider-Man behind the mask has been Garfield. Yes, mm-hmm. I liked I like Tom Holland, 
I like Tom Holland because he's a charm. His charm comes through. He's endearing. Right. Yes. But I think Andrew Garfield did the best with that. And I think he did wear the mask more than both. Yeah, he did. In his movies. Which I, I understand an actor, you know, we're getting a new Batman movie. Where no, and, and one of the biggest complaints you always get in the Batman movies, stop taking off the mask. Stop taking off the mask. But these actors want you to see their faces. Right. You know, and, and Pattinson's not going to be any different, I don't think. I could that, be but, wrong. I could but with be that wrong. statement, that's where I give Carl Urban props. When he played Dread, he never removed never that took helmet. It off. Which I just suck. I, I you want to talk about a blast from the past. My wife has been watching through the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and we, we with the kids. And you know, fortunately, we have you know she's been watching like one movie a week mm-hmm. instead of doing them all in a row. And he, man. That dude, I was like, wow, he looks really young. And then I remember, wow, this movie came out 19 years ago. So, yeah, he is really young in this oh, movie. He, yeah, we watch, what, the second Born Identity he's in it? Yeah. He looks like a kid. Whereas you look at Orlando Bloom, who doesn't age. <laughs> at all. At all. Yeah. Um, the man's going to have to have gray hairs for me to believe he's not a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm really looking forward to the season. Two. And it, it's, it's a lot of, you know, Pedro Pascal, if you haven't seen him in anything else, he, he was very briefly in game of Thrones. He was fantastic in that. Um, but if you want to see him really go do some work, Narcos, watch him in Narcos. I mean, when he's on screen, he's the best actor on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, he never really shares a screen with Wagner Mora, who is the best actor in the show. But Pedro Pascal, when he is on screen, he is the best actor in every scene. And Isn't I re- he in Eighty Woman, uh, Wonder Woman eighty four too. He's going to be in Wonder Woman eighty four. Yes, he will be playing Maxwell Lord. So I'm looking forward to that. That's that's another reason I'm looking forward to that movie. Not because I absolutely love Gal Gadot, Gadot. Mm. but Pedro Pascal is going to be in this movie, so I'm willing to overlook Kristen Wiig. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm willing to give her a chance. I am too. I'm willing I to gave, give her a chance. I get, if I if I if I I gave Heath Ledger a chance because many people thought he was miscast as the Joker, which proved us all wrong. Mm-hmm. And then. I gave I I gave Jesse Eisenberg a chance, but he proved me right <laughs> that he was miscast. Yes. So yeah. this is this is your third time up DC with this. I call it ledger casting, where you're 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 like really that person you're gonna get. Hmm. So I'll give Wig a chance. I'm not prejudging her, but she's gonna get a fair chance. I just feel like it's gonna be hard to take her seriously. I will not watch Bridesmaid within six months of watching this movie. So, <laughs> I think that not might that I don't like her. Not that I don't like her. I like the movie she's in. I like her in what she's in. Right. Like she always does a good job, but it's just hard to take her seriously. I I I worry. My worry for Wonder Woman '84 is when you do see Pedro Pascal on screen, is he just chews up all the scenery? 
and he goes he goes full on Jack Nicholson on that where you're just not nothing but paying attention to that guy and not worried about what's going on in the movie <laughs> because he has that kind of talent. I, I the, the man will win an Oscar one day. Oh, oh wow, oh, okay. Sure. I think he'll win an Oscar one day. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Or or a Golden Globe or an Emmy, whatever. He he'll he'll win some kind of award one day. I think he's I think he's that good of an actor. Oh, he's actually older than I thought he was. I didn't know he was 45. Yeah, he's and he's really yeah. John Favreau picked a good one when he picked him for the Mando. Um, I don't I don't even know if we need to get down to this cord cutting stuff. We've 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 talked a lot tonight, and I I, I think the conversation's been great. Yeah. I, that's what I, this, this is our this is our podcast. It's a conversation. I want to. I'm going to wrap it up. We're we're not going to talk about cord cutting. We can talk about that. That's something. Yeah. Cord cutting. Two million people have unsubscribed from cable. So. It's not that. Uh, big I don't big. really blame them. Yeah. I don't blame them. I haven't <laughs> had cable in three years, so. And that's only in quarter one, which is January to March of this year. I can't wait to see the quarantine numbers for quarter two. I think it's going to be even higher because it just proves my theory that a lot of people who still have cable have it for live sports. But Damien, yes. Thank you for coming on with us. I know I probably am not the most communicative person. (laughs) I didn't. It's I, I do appreciate you coming on. I, I, I'm going to say this in front of you. I have admired Damien's work for a long time from uh, Last Mark Standing to the mm-hmm. Damien G, Salty G show and all that, mm-hmm. all his previous work. Um, I'm going to let him plug his stuff because I will not do it justice. So I'm going to let him plug <laughs> it in. First off. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Uh, I actually had a lot of fun. Uh, again, getting back in touch with my nerd side, uh, which I thought was dead since I moved here to Texas, uh, has now been kind of coming back to the surface. So I want to thank both you and Carl for allowing me to, and, uh, and Rob as well for allowing me to kind of get back into that, but I'll, I'll do a self plug. Uh, Damien G show anchor.fm as well as Damien and Dio, where we talk about nerd culture on a video game level. Uh, we talk about, Oh no. Oh, you froze. Oh, Damien. you froze. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did I freeze? No. All right, start yeah. over. <laughs> Am I back? Hey, live to tape, boys. Live to tape. <laughs> right. So anyway, Damien G Show, youtube.com slash Damien G Show. Uh, Damien and Dio, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Friday's yesterday's show, which we recorded for tonight. Uh, there's a, a, a subject matter called Damien Doesn't Know, because I don't know a lot, like for instance tonight. And a lot of my reactions to things are very uh, – Tongue in cheek, <laughs> you know, and shocking a lot of the time. But I am grateful to be able to work with so many different people. Uh, Big Gold Bell podcast uh, every Thursday, talking about wrestling and the business acumen of professional wrestling. I'm I'm everywhere at this point, and uh, I'm glad just to be a part of the community. So, that's, oh, oh Damien G three four seven on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> we will plug all that stuff in the show notes. You guys will have that, so you can click on it and find it we are as always damien is now officially to friend of the show status since he's been on two episodes now so we're moving you up um 
we're 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 hoping some other people start joining that status soon. Um, but we are the Nerdicons. We are here every week. We thank you all for listening. However small our audience is, however big it ends up getting, we thank you. We don't do this for the numbers. We do it for just whatever. We have fun. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdicons Pod. Rate, review, subscribe. That's a great way to give us feedback. Uh, Carl, take us home. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Damien, thanks for being on. Always fun. Hope to have you back soon. Uh, guys, uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on Nerdicons Pod on Instagram. You can also find me at Echoes Dork Den on Instagram, along with me and my friend's toy photography page called Anonymous Plastic Addicts. Um, and as always, keep your DTOFs dust-free, your figures posed dynamically, and your comics bagged and boarded. Till next time. Peace. <laughs>